0: ready to go courageously and live victoriously as you move forward into the life God has prepared for you. Welcome to the Past to Power show with your hosts, Amy Elaine Martinez and Latan Roland Murphy, two friends, both devoted wives and moms who have a passion for Jesus and huge hearts for the broken. Amy Elaine is an inspirational speaker, author, and Bible teacher. Latan is an award-winning author, sought-after speaker, and Bible teacher, too. Get ready for some real talk about real life and answers to how you can move beyond your past to live in God's power today. Now, here's your hosts, Amy Elaine and LaTan.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Past to Power show. I'm one of your hosts, Amy Elaine Martinez.
0: And I'm your other host, LaTan Roland Murphy.
1: We are so excited to have you with us today. And on today's show, we are talking about how we talk to ourselves because the way that we speak to ourselves Matters, And we are always talking about how we want to talk a lot about our need to use our voice and we want to share our stories and all of that. But I think that as we were preparing for today's show, we were like, but how do we talk to ourselves? What if our inner narrative is not very pretty? What if it's telling us a lie or half truth? Because that is definitely one of the greatest ploys of the enemy, and how can we combat that inner critic that we have, that inner mean girl that we have. So we are just going to be talking about that today, and it's LaTan and myself today, and we are going to start off by just really posing a question as to what story are you telling yourself LaTan, what would you say about this topic?
0: Amy, it's so uh, interesting that we are talking about this today because I literally just left my doctor's appointment. And if everyone listening understands that when you go to the doctor for your physical, they're going to make you get on the scale. And uh, the voice of the enemy started immediately in my ear with negative thoughts that are degrading and critical and all the lies that our weight can define us as a woman. Um just really filling our heads with lies. This is how Satan sets a trap for us that that um he begins to speak lies in our heads to try to redefine who we are as opposed to what God has to say and and who God says we are.
1: That is a big one for sure, because that is a place that I think, whether it's that you don't weigh enough or you weigh more than you think that you want to, that is a place where often the enemy just really gets a foothold. And that is why Second Corinthians 10, 5 is so important. We tear down arguments and every presumption set up against the knowledge of God. And we take every captive captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ, because that's not what God says about us. That's not who God wants us to be, to always be criticizing ourselves or wanting to live up to a standard that is not of him.
0: It's so true. And, you know, we forget, though, that we are not all spirit girls. We are also made of very flesh. There's a flesh side to us and a spirit side to us. And they're constantly at war with one another. And if we're living too much in the flesh side of us, Amy, then we give the enemy a gateway, of an entry really into our heads and our hearts that we don't even realize the power and the authority that we give to the enemy to try to redefine who we are as opposed to who God says that we are. And we fall into this trap of inferiority and comparison. We've talked a little bit about comparison traps on previous shows, but this is a little bit different because so many times we know what it is when people have spoken lies into our ears that we believed. Um, that's really a trap of women where we listen to the voices of others. And in fact, I was in a conversation last week with somebody and they were talking about how uh, someone spoke this or that over them and they believed it for so many years. But we rarely think about the the way we speak about ourselves the things that we confess with our mouths uh, to others about what we're not i don't know why really we do that it's almost like i hear women say oh i'm fat or oh i'm not very talented or oh she's way more gifted than me or i could never do that or i wish that i could do that i wish i was like her as gifted or as talented or pretty or smart Um, people love her. Uh, people are not drawn to me that way. Um, we say those things about ourselves and really there's power in what we confess about ourselves, Amy.
1: That is the truth. And, you know, two things that you have said so far in our conversation, because I will remind, you know, our listeners again, that we always come up with an idea of where we're going to go in our conversation, but then we go off by ourselves and, you know, get with God and get in the word and just think about these things. Alone, And then we come back together for this conversation. And I always love it when he ties things together, because two things that you have said so far are that I wrote down in my notes in preparation were we need to we always see that sign that says be kind, but we need to be kind to ourselves. If we start there, we will definitely be kinder to other people as well. And the second thing is that I wrote down that this is a war with ourselves. We are at war with ourselves, and we have to warrior up and really you know, put the armor of God on and wield those truths that of what God's word says about our lives. And I wrote something about Romans 8, 31 through 34, that tells us that Jesus himself is interceding for us. And if God is for us, why in the world would we be against ourselves? That was a co- question I posed to myself in reading that scripture. If God is for me, why would I be against myself? Why would I speak out this way against myself? And it's not something that I think that we always do. Uh, I think we it's very subconscious. We really don't realize how much we're doing it. And I think that if we would maybe even every time we have one of those thoughts in a day, I think we've talked about this on the show before, write them down, like write it down and then See how often you are talking to yourself that way and learn to be kind. Right. Learn to be kind. Right. And another thing that I wrote down in my notes was that the things that we question about ourselves God adores he loves those quirky things because he made them he wove them into our very being in fact in song of songs one nine the passion translation says it this way my dearest one let me tell you how I see you you are so thrilling to me he loves the way that he's made us all those quirky things that we question he adores
0: oh that's beautiful It's so true, though, because if we're not careful, the trap the enemy sets for us will become the prison that we live in. We live in prisons within ourselves, emotional prisons where we exchange the truth of God's word for the lies that the enemy speaks into us. And we believe that it's absolute truth. And it's mostly words that are so discouraging and so driven by depression, the spirit of depression and um, discouragement, despair, hopelessness, all of these things begin to build a prison around us, Amy. And we don't even realize that we have the spirit of God living inside of us. And he is the defining force of who we really are.
1: That is so true. And, you know, that reminds me of the thing that David did. He encouraged himself in the Lord in Psalm 42 and 43. He says you know why are you so downcast my soul what is you know going on why is it so hard to live and those are not his words but you know just putting words to that that psalm and how he must have been feeling and he says in verse 11 42 11 he says so i say to my soul don't be discouraged don't be disturbed for i know my god will break through for me then i'll have plenty of reasons to praise him all over again and Mm -hmm. an Another scripture in 43.3, he says, pour into me the brightness of your day bait break, pour into me your rays of revelation truth. We've got to get his truth inside of us so that we are really aligning ourselves with the truth that he says over us. And then, wow, something amazing happens when we when our thoughts line up with his thoughts about ourselves and we begin to encourage ourselves in the Lord, we get to shake off that depression and discouragement that you were talking about.
0: I love it because, you know, the weapons that we fight against are not the weapons of the world. And for those listeners who who are hearing this and it's so foreign to you, maybe there's a real dark force An enemy named Satan who wants to devour you, he doesn't want you to think positive thoughts about yourself or speak positive things over yourself because he knows that you are his best ammunition against you. Mm -hmm. And if he can convince you that you are nothing, then he really feels like he he has you in his snare. Um, But we know that every prison has three walls and a door. And we know that Christ is the door. He's the exit out of all this dead thinking and all the all the things we're talking about today. And he can help us learn a new way of thinking so that we can establish a new way of speaking about ourselves. That we can that we can um stop criticizing ourselves. And you know what, Amy, there's so many times like I will start to say something. There have been moments that I have said something so critical about myself in a group setting of women. Mm-hmm. I think we do that almost as a way of, like, in my early years when I was a younger woman. I think it's our way. It's like an a unconscious way of saying, "Please like me. Please, mm-hmm. please love me. Please see. Please tell me I'm okay." We don't realize that we're doing that. It's not even. Uh, on purpose, but I know as a younger woman, I had if you would have told me that that's what was coming across, I would have said, no, that is not what I meant. But see, I think that we can't even see the deep hidden insecurities that are embedded within us from very young ages as women.
1: You know what and, I think is so yeah. important in what you're saying about that right there is that I have a friend who, when I do that, She calls me out and you know her so well, because it's you, (laughs) you call call me out when I I do that. that. And it makes me think, and we need to have friends who will do that for us to call (laughs) us out and, you know, just say, Hey, what are you doing? Don't, don't do that to yourself. Don't say that about yourself. And you have Mm -hmm. done that to me. And it's like, in the moment I'm like,
0: "Uh, you know, you're right. I am. I am doing that. Well, the only that. reason I can do that is because, like I said to you, when I was a younger woman, I didn't even realize, and I still, old habits are hard oh, to yeah. break, girl. And I still will catch myself saying, oh, my goodness, I am I am still, my oldest son is 36 years old. I'm still trying to get the baby weight off. Like, there is no point in that bu- that business. Like, first of all. All it does is draw attention to ourselves in places we don't want it to draw attention to, (laughs) trust me. And secondly, I am a mother of a daughter. I am a mother to sons. I am a grandmother to boys and girls. And I want to model a godly, confident spirit that is not based on my personal insecurities, but on a confidence that God has given me that I can model to them It doesn't matter what they look like or what size they are. If God Almighty looks at them with so much agape love and says, you are enough, then there's a period at the end of that. And I want to make sure that I'm not sending the wrong message to my little people that I love so much.
1: Yeah, that's so good. And we are. We are not just Uh, It doesn't matter whether we're a mom or a grandma or, you know, a parent, whatever. There are people who are listening to what we're saying in every group, every peer group that we have. There are people who are listening, coworkers, whoever that are listening, and they, too, need to have that modeled for them.
0: Well, I said to my daughter not too long ago, my daughter's in her early 30s, and I said to her, I feel so bad for your generation because we're on the we're on the end of that also where I don't remember my grandmother's ever talking about their weight or their age or their gray hair, but we're in a culture now that is absolutely obsessed with exterior, exterior appearance. And we talk about it incessantly, Amy, we talk about our hair being gray and how we're getting and how old we're getting and how our skin is starting to sag. And we really confess all the things that we're not As though if we don't tell somebody, then they won't notice that we're saggy and that we're old and we're gray. I don't, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, really? You know? So I don't know. The Lord just really has me thinking in a different way these days about the billboard that I am for the generations behind me. And that yes, I wanna look the nicest I can be. I don't want to be the woman that gives myself an excuse to let myself go. I think we should try to look as nice as we can as women for our husbands, for ourselves first. And first for God, first for then for our husbands and for ourselves also. All those pieces are so important because we can't be effective unless we feel our best physically. And I think that taking care of ourselves physically plays into that feeling, our best part. Don't you?
1: Absolutely. You know, I do. You know, I do. Um, besides, so you might equate that to taking care of yourself, uh, maybe getting, uh, taking a walk, doing something to get yourself up and going yeah. also lifts your spirits. Just, I mean, the, uh, I don't know what they're called, but all the good stuff that exercise does endorphins. in your endorphins. That's the word I was looking me. for. <laughs> yes. You complete walking.
0: me Speak out loud. Yeah. Yes. It does. What we are in God. Yes. In Christ. And yeah. here's
1: a few scriptures for doing that, because we want to talk about how to combat our inner critic today. And some scriptures that I wrote down where Isaiah 64, eight says that we were formed by his hand. Ephesians 2, 10 says that we are created anew so that we can do the good things that God has planned for us. And Jeremiah 1.5 says, God knows us. He set us apart and appointed us. And I believe that when we begin to talk to ourselves with like what you just said about uh giving what did you say you said establish a new way of speaking to ourselves I really really I wrote that down I thought it was such a key point of how we can combat our inner critic establish a new voice a new way that we're going to speak to ourselves and practice it out loud I know we talk about this a lot on the show about sharing our story and using our voice and doing all those things and doing it out loud, combating the lies of the enemy. And but this is this is a little bit of a different topic in my mind, because I feel like this is the core place that if we can get a covering here of God's love over our thoughts and if we can take those captive that it bleeds into every other place that we're talking about and where we it use does. our voice and how we use it. Mhm. Yeah.
0: It does, Amy. And Isaiah 54:17 tells us no weapon that is formed against us will prosper. And That means even the weapon that the enemy has formed against us that is his way of thinking, we can be mindful of that and not allow those thoughts to become truth within us that we live out. Like, I feel so ugly today. I feel so awful today. I'm not talented. I'm not, no, I can't teach God's Word. I'm not a theologian. The Lord doesn't care about that. All he cares about is that we're willing to wear his confident spirit and he will give us the confident power to complete the things that he wants us to complete. And then in De- Deuteronomy twenty-eight thirteen, Amy, I love this verse so much. It says, the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. And you only will be above and you will not be underneath. And if you listen to the commandments of the Lord, this is if you listen to the commandments of the Lord, he will make us the head and not the tail. That means he'll give us confidence. He'll give us leadership ability that we could never have in our own right. And he'll help us to not feel inferior, to but to feel like we're in the forefront of his uh, place of importance because we are. He loved us enough that he would willingly give his son to die for us so that we could have a really powerful, confident spirit about us. And then in Second Corinthians ten four through 5, He says, the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought (laughs) to make it obedient to Christ. And we know that the things God would say about us don't match some of the things we've talked about today.
1: Absolutely. That is the truth. And I think that the theme that I keep hearing is that this is a war. It's a war in our mind. It's a war with our inner critic and we have to suit up and war up and, and fight with godly weapons, the supernatural weapons that he has given us and really begin to create a new conversation, a new inner narrative in our heart of hearts about ourselves and be kind to ourselves because that is the overflow of everything else that we do. Another area that I thought was really important was to come to God with an expectation and an anticipation of him solidifying that in us and meeting us at that place to build up that confidence in us because he wants us to be confident women and people, women, men in our everyday lives, which is our ministry, whether we're in ministry or not, everything that we do as believers, when we go out, we are that billboard for the younger generation. We are the billboard for the other people that don't know him yet or maybe don't know him as well yet. And people do watch us and they do see us and they hear how we speak about ourselves, over ourselves. And if we can change that inner conversation that we are having, our voice will be so much more powerful.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it's so true. And I was listening to you and thinking about the times when I really am um, tempted to speak these kind of critical things about myself, Amy. It's usually when I've not intentionally come near to God and James 4, 8 says, if we will draw near to God, then he will draw near to us. And as we come to him with our insecurities and our inferiorities, and um, we're able to just embrace all the power that he possesses as our own, because that is what the cross did for us, is made all of that available for us to be, to be part of who we are it it's, did. It's powerful. It is powerful.
1: It, and you know it what, Latan?
0: lies out. I'm know? sorry, what you just say? the lies. Yeah, it the does. It gets the lies out. It gets the lies away, away. Wow. yeah.
1: That sounds like a conversation for next time, because we are out of time. And we, I really feel like we are going to just have a really good prayer over the listeners today because we want to seal up this conversation so that they can move forward and you know live in this victorious life and go courageously out into all the things that God has called them to do. So, would you start our prayer time off?
0: Lord, we just thank you that every habit that we formed in our past does not have to be the habits of our future. We thank you that you Designed us so uniquely and so intricately detailed according to your perfect plan, Lord. And we might not know what that looks like, and we might not even know how to, how to restart with a different direction. But Lord, we do know that you love us with an everlasting love, and we believe that. And we know that you can take all of our past and turn it to power. So today I ask you to retrain us, to think thoughts that are your thoughts about us, to speak thoughts that are your thoughts and heart for us. And Lord, we just thank you that you love us, you're gentle with us, that you're not critical towards us, that you have mercies that are new every morning. And Lord, we just thank you and ask for your forgiveness, because when we criticize ourselves, we're ultimately criticizing you because we are created in the image of a holy God Thank you, Lord, so much for your forgiveness, your grace, your mercy and your love. Thank you for turning our past to power in your holy name. Amen.
1: Amen. Latan, that was a beautiful prayer. Thank you so much for praying over our listeners today and over me. I love that. And Lord, we do just ask that you would establish a new way for us to speak over ourselves. And you are so good to do that for us. Thank you for making Pass to Power part of your weekend and part of your day. We are. Ex-